Okay, so when I started reading this book and I was a few pages in, I thought, oh, it's a book about a very wealthy family. Oh, okay, that's cool. That's, you know, chilled, relaxed. And then fast forward to me being halfway through and suddenly they're throwing bricks at people's heads and there's blood everywhere and people are dying. And I'm just like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, how did we get here? How did this happen? This is not what I signed up for. But anyway, today I'm going to talk about pretty teenagers, we that are young. Okay, so pretty teenagers, we that are young. So the book is about a very, very wealthy Indian family living in India. Um, The father owns probably the most important company in, you know, this fictional setting in India. And he has three daughters and all the daughters are obviously very different. And the same way the company seems to be certain in like such an important part of India as a country, it's also a very important part of the family. Like the company is what is at the center of the family it feels like it's the company that holds the family together and so the book follows the family members and a few of their family friends through a very difficult um time in the family and yes yeah, so each character has their own chapter or actually a couple of chapters dedicated to them um the father has so okay like i said he has three daughters and his daughters each have i think the first two daughters had like two or three chapters each but the father had more than that and everyone else's chapters were written in third person but the father's was written in first person so it was really like he was obviously narrating the story to you but funny thing is for the other chapters written in third person especially for the daughters even though it was written in third person I still felt like I was able to really really get to know them you know I felt like I had a relationship like an intimate relationship with them and really got to know who they were at their very core and I thought that was really well done and really good because I don't think a lot of people are able to achieve that um the writing the writing was really good and the storyline is great but like i said um it's written in third person for most of the um characters each character has its own has their own chapters um but the book is also about 550 pages long and the font is small so it's a big book like there's a lot happens in the book like it's a lot to get through and I remember if so if you don't follow me on Instagram at heaven smells like books then you don't know that this book took me like three months to read I started around October 2020 and I finished in December 2020 actually no I tell you a lie I finished a few days into January 2021 and it's not because the book was difficult to get into or hard to read or boring no I think I read it, my timing was wrong with reading it. So I kept like leaving it, picking it back up. Again, not because there was anything wrong with the storyline, just because of me personally. 
and then but then also like at some point I just wanted the book to end like at some point I was just like crap it's up like it's really long like don't get me wrong the story is completely worth it but like 553 pages in small fonts girl please (laughs) you could have read like three books um but yeah definitely worth the read um yeah i think that's it about the writing i'll just jump right into like the key parts of the book okay so for this book i'm going to do my review a little bit different so i'm not going to talk about the themes that stood out to me i want to focus on the characters instead because that's what really stuck with me the most um about the book so i'm going to start with jivan because the book started with jivan um so the way jivan is related to the family is that his father is the owner of the company's right hand man okay so but here's the thing right so jivan is the owner of the company's right hand man's son <laughs> his father's name is ranjit um but he's quote unquote ranjit's illegitimate son because his mother wasn't married to his father and actually his mother pretty much got sent to america after um some years um it was really weird and fucked up i also didn't like the way they treated his mother i thought they treated her in a very disrespectful manner um but yeah, so the book started with Jivan, and right from the start, I wasn't quite sure what to make of him. Like, he was moving back to India from America after college, and he obviously had an ulterior motive, but I couldn't tell if he was good vibes or bad vibes. So I couldn't tell if his unknown motive was bad or not. And I got the sense that he was willing and ready to go all the way and do anything to get what he was going back to India for but I just wasn't sure at the beginning how far he was willing to go and also what he wanted um up and getting to India anyway turns out I was right he did have an ulterior motive and he, he was just so sneaky throughout the book and it's not that I disliked his character I just found him very dishonest and sneaky and cagey and got the sense of like he was hiding a lot of important things from the other characters and he was very calculated not not always in a bad way but again because you immediately get the sense that he has an ulterior motive and then the fact that he seems so that he's so calculated makes you just feel very wary of him um but it was definitely clear that he was very interested in the company so the company is actually called the company in the book um so yes it was very clear from the beginning that he was interested in company and that he was going back to india for something related to the company i just wasn't sure what he wanted from the company like did he want to take over the company because like that would have been wrong because it's not his father's or his um but yeah but yeah i just also wasn't sure to what extent he was willing to go to get what he wanted until he like 
basically led on to of the sisters and practically kidnapped one of them and I was like okay I see you're willing to do absolutely fucking anything <laughs> okay um and like I said they treated his mother like shit when she lived in India and so a part of me was torn because I was like I don't like I understand why he would hate or dislike or not really care about these people but also like his methods I I don't know um yeah yeah I didn't like his vibe yeah that's pretty much it about Jiran um again I don't want to spoil a lot of things so you can just by the book and read it but I'm going to move on to Gargi now. So Gargi is the first daughter. I feel like I'm pronouncing her name wrong. You know when you're reading a book, like your pronunciation of words don't really matter. But I feel like I'm pronouncing Gargi wrong. Um, Actually, I can't keep pronouncing her name wrong. I have Indian friends. I'm just going to go and ask them. Give me a second. I'm back. It's Gargi. Right, Gargi is the right pronunciation. Okay, so Gargi is the first daughter of Devraj. Devraj is the owner of the company. Um, so yeah, she, I guess, has a rightful claim to the company because she's because I found that one's it obviously. And Gargi was giving me serious first daughter slash first child vibes. Um, especially because their mother died when they were really young and so I feel like she ended up taking up that motherly role in some capacity and it's odd but not surprising because I know a lot of first daughters and a lot of them have this same thing going on for them where around older men or the men in the family they are completely different to who they are um away from those men and like with their friends and when they are alone with their own thoughts right and regargi she was very like i said first daughter vibes like very loyal obedient just like you know let's not piss daddy off kind of thing and you know you just think oh you know she's you know a type a you know and then you get to know her because you know the chapters dedicated to her you really get to know her and her thoughts and she is so different and I really I didn't like that she had all these amazing ideas and all these things that she wanted to do with her life but she just wasn't able to do a lot of them because she was the first daughter and so her father had very different plans for her life um but yeah, it was really interesting to get, it was really interesting and nice to get to see that part of her. And okay, so I didn't mention this when I was talking about the writing in this book, but one thing this book or what the author did so well was that she found a way to write the characters in such a way that you see and understand that people are so complex. And obviously I know that people are complex because I am also a person. Um, but I feel like most books don't really show how complex people can be. Like, 
most books focus on one part of a person or maybe a like maybe two parts or two sides to them but this book really shows i think different sides and all the characters are really complex and for a lot of the characters i wasn't sure if i'm if i was supposed to like this person or dislike this person and a lot of people are like that in real life where like you can have two people experience one like the same person at the same time but they will have different opinions of the person because they see different sides to that person and you know this book really makes you think about that and I really liked it um yeah what else about do I want to say about Gargi Marissa she was loyal and the most serious daughter again first daughter vibes um yeah yeah and okay so she got to a point okay she got to a point where she got tired of her father's crap and bullshit and manipulative ways and once she like broke away from that she was a fucking force like the plans she had the way she handled her father's breakdown when she eventually got out of his shit i was just like wow um i do think she got carried away and took things too far but i don't want to spoil it for you but i just feel like she did that thing where when like someone isn't used to being a rebel and they finally get a chance to do it there's a tendency to not know where to draw the line and i think that's what happened with gargi um i could relate to her pain of being an adult but still struggling to stand her ground with her parents and grandparents you know i I feel like that's something I also struggle with. Um, so I was like, hey girl, <laughs> I see you. But yeah, I really loved how smart and calculated she was until she took it too far. Moving on now to the middle child. Her name was Radha. So Gargi had first daughter vibes. The youngest child called Sita had last child vibes. But I don't know if Rada had middle child vibes, you know? Like, I don't know what the vibe for middle children is supposed to be. I have no idea. Like, I know middle children, but I don't know if they all have the same vibe. But anyway, if you think middle children have, like, a specific vibe, the way first and last kids do, let me know. I'm, I'm genuinely curious. Um... But yeah, Radha, there was something about Radha that I couldn't quite put my finger on. Like, I can't quite explain it. She has a weird sense of humor. Like, she makes these random little jokes in her head. Um, For example, maybe she's at dinner or something, and then she sees something like a chair or like a, um, a salt and pepper, what are they called, shakers, shaker? whatever and then she'll just make like a random small joke but she'll make it to herself like in her head and she'll laugh at it in her head um so i i just thought that was funny and weird but weird in a good way and her sense of humor and the way she would make those random jokes to herself and in her head felt familiar to me i don't know why but it just did um but also like Gargi, she she's a different person when she's within herself to what she is around the men in the family. Um 
Yeah. The joke thing, it's not that it's weird. It's just that she does it so often. So you're like, what the hell is going on with you? Um, oh, at the beginning of the book, I got the impression that her relationship with Ranjit, Ranjit is Jeevan's father and Devraj, Devraj's um, right-hand man. Devraj is the owner of the company and Rad, father to Radha and Gargi. Right. So at the beginning, I got the impression that her relationship with Ranjit was odd. Their relationship made me very wary. The way she was around him, the the tone of their relationship, the way he spoke to her, how close they were, made me very wary. I'm generally very wary of men. Normally, if if you can't tell from listening to my past episodes, I'm very wary of men. Yeah, Um, but there was something about this man that made me even more wary. You know, I was really worried. Um, the, it just felt like there was something wrong, like something seriously wrong about their relationship, like something inappropriate about their relationship. And I got that sense right at the be- beginning, before we even got to know either of them really well. Um, yeah, so that made me uncomfortable. I don't want to. I'm not going to go in any further than that because I don't want to spoil it for you. But I thought that part and the way it was revealed was also so well done and like so well written. And I really liked it. And it you had to kind of... It kind of reminded me of how in The Bluest Eye, there's the most traumatizing part, I guess, for me in The Bluest Eye. To me, Mara is a kind of she went through it very quickly that you had to go back and like figure it out yourself and same the same thing happened here um not like the same incident but like the same method was used here where it was just like revealed so quickly and like in maybe like two sentences and you had to go back and be like whoa did i just read what i think i read um yeah so um similar to gargi i got the sense that she was also being manipulated by her father but like in a different way to gargi and unlike gargi she had a wild side to her like a wild irresponsible side you know like party drinking drugs not knowing when to stop or where to draw the line with those things um but then also when their father had his breakdown even though she's the wild one not you know you get what i mean she was the one that was giving me peacemaker let's find a middle ground vibe i was expecting that from gargi not from radha but radha was the one trying to find a middle ground with their father and that's how i interpreted it oh and Radha was married. Gargi was also married, actually. Gargi got married off at the age of 18, and her marriage was, like, a business transaction. I mean, married... I'm not going to get into that. But, yeah. But Radha was also married. And I wasn't sure if she liked her husband. (laughs) I genuinely couldn't tell right up to the end. I was like, does she like this man? Do they just have, like, weird banter going on here? Or does she hate him? I didn't like him. I thought he was a complete fucking dickhead. 
but he wasn't like an outright dickhead or like he could a dickhead um and those are also very fucking horrible um but yeah I didn't like him. I thought he treated her in a very disrespectful way. And someone should have punched him. Oh, I need to sneeze. Oh, bless me. Uh, yeah, Um, Rada's part also made me think about how the book was written in such a way that you really feel like you're, you're getting to really know the characters. You know, you feel like you've known them for years. And you know who they really truly are. And I really like that. Um, yeah, I'm going to stop there for Radha. And I'm going to move on to Jeet. Jeet is Jeevan's brother. But he is a legitimate son. Quote unquote. And he is obviously Ranjit's son. He's Devraj's. Devraj's. Why do I keep saying Devraj's? He's Devraj's godson. Um. And he grew up in India, you know, grew up with the girls, unlike Jeevan that was sent to America with his mother. So this guy was quite the character. Like, the entire family, including, like, Ranjit and his sons are obviously wealthy just because of the affiliation and they also work for the company. Um, but he randomly decided to leave his wealthy lifestyle behind and live in a slum. At first, it seemed like he randomly decided. But then when we get to his chapter and we read more about him, we figure out why. And I kind of see how he got there. But I wasn't sure if he was genuinely, like literally high. Like, I couldn't tell if he was having a bad high or if he was having a mental breakdown. But I remember reading his part and just being like, someone needs to get this guy help. Like, mental health help. Because he, he, he seems unwell. Like, I, that was the main thing I kept worrying about. That, like, someone needs to get him to a fucking doctor. Like, he needs to speak to a mental health professional now. Like, someone needs to assess him. Um... And even right till the end, I felt like he was having a breakdown of some sort. Um, And one thing I did find amusing, though, was that when he chose to slum it out, he did it somewhere within close proximity to his wealthy lifestyle, right? So it was almost like he was thinking, oh, I'm going to leave this wealthy lifestyle behind. I'm tired of it. But when I go somewhere to slum it out, I want to have the option that, you know, if everything goes wrong, I can just walk back to my, like, literally within walking distance from his wealthy lifestyle. Um, I just thought that was funny because if you're going to slum it out, just do it. Do it far away when no one can find you where to take a fucking track for you to go back to that lifestyle you know if you're going to be about it be about it um but a lot of things about jeet's jeet's story made me sad um one of them being that 
while he was filming it out, obviously he, after months, he looks different. Like he lost weight. He had a massive beard now. And he had an encounter with his father and his father didn't recognize him. And that really fucked me up because I like to think that even if I'm at my lowest point and I look physically different that my loved ones would still be able to recognize me like they had a conversation and his father didn't know that it was him and I just like to think I would I would just be so heartbroken if I had a conversation with my loved ones and they they're unable to recognize me even though I look like even if I look physically different surely like something about the way I'm talking my voice my mannerisms something right yeah that made me sad anyway moving on to devraj devraj like i said is the father and he gave me manipulative wealthy father vibes but on steroids i feel like every wealthy man is bound to be manipulative and a dickhead but this guy on fucking steroids he started a whole national campaign to blackmail his daughters like emotional blackmail like he started a whole movement that involved oh sorry that involved a country he started one just to guilt trip his daughters how fucked up is that like he was willing to destroy the brand of the company he built from the ground up in illegal ways obviously but still he was willing to sacrifice all of that just to get his fucking way because his daughters weren't doing what he was telling them to do that's fucking insane um i fucked up and you know like every wealthy man he knew that he could manipulate people and influence people and control people including his family because of his money and he definitely did that and okay so the sections dedicated to him like i said were the only ones that were in first person so you really get to see things from his perspective as opposed to like observing because that's the idea in third person but first person you're seeing things from that person's perspective and his parts were really, really short. They were like, each section I was dedicated to was like maybe five pages long. Um, like the others that were like whole chapters. But I got the sense that he was mentally unstable in every single chapter. Even before his breakdown. That was the vibe I got. But again, I don't know if, if that's just because I was reading it at the wrong time like i said my timing for picking up this book was wrong so i don't know if i was just like missing something like if i was misinterpreting things so yeah i don't know if you read the book let me know um what else i'm not going to say anything about sita like she's an important part of the book but her character didn't really stick out to me um so i think that's it really Okay, so in summary, I would definitely recommend this book. I also want to read it again because my timing was off. So I want to read it again in maybe two or three years and see if I missed anything the first time or if, you know, there's just a new meaning to it for me. But yeah, I would definitely recommend it. I think everyone should read it. I'm actually surprised 
but it wasn't shortlisted for a Booker Prize. At least I don't think it was. I think it's Booker Prize material, you know. But in a good way. Like, it's very layered and, like, complex enough to be nominated for a Booker Prize. Um, and it's also, like, a really nice read. Yeah, I really liked it. Uh, let's see, what am I currently reading? I'm currently reading Silver Sparrow by Tyree Jones, even though I swore I would never read another Tyree Jones book after I read and was heartbroken by an American marriage. But that's, I'm reading Silver Sparrow right now. Uh, what am I going to review next? It'll probably be Silver Sparrow, or maybe I'll review what's it called where the crawdads sing but i don't know if i have enough to talk about about that book you know i don't know how i feel about it but yeah um that's it as usual if you read the book or you like the episode you want to talk to me about it you can find me on instagram at heaven smells like books um i'll leave links to stores that you can order the book from i usually put in links to black owned bookshops because i think it's important to support black owned businesses so um yeah that's it for me i'll speak to you guys next time bye